Welcome to Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm Curtis Burchos, and producer on News Radio 630 WLAP, the home of the cats. If it's a big deal to the Big Blue Nation, we'll be talking about it right here, Monday through Friday, on Locked On Kentucky. This edition of the show, we got to talk basketball recruiting, football disrespect, then some NBA, um, both draft and then the big massive national trade that involved a former Kentucky player, little dude named Anthony Davis. Well, let's start um, with this this Kerry Blackshear situation. As you are probably listening to this on Tuesday, it has been reported by multiple people that Kerry Blackshear Jr. will be making his visit to Kentucky. He was obviously the grad transfer that played at Virginia Tech. He was second team all ACC last season. He averaged just a tick under 15 points, and he had 17 rebounds per game. He's a big man that can shoot um, and also pass a little bit. He had 83 total assists last season. It seems like it's coming down to um, a bunch of SEC schools at this point for Blackshear, and those Memphis rumors that we mentioned a couple podcasts ago seem to have kind of faded. So there is a... If you're... A Kentucky fan, you're going to get to see Blackshear one way or the other. Seems to be down to Tennessee, Arkansas, Florida, Kentucky, and then some people still have Texas A&M in the mix. It's unclear at this point if he'll take a visit to College Station, um, but Blackshear's on campus with Kentucky. Probably as you're listening to this, that's a big deal. There's been some kind of reports out there that Kentucky's going to do everything they can to get him to sign while he's on this visit and lock him up. Well, like, I'm not trying to be mean to anyone who has said such things, but it's kind of a duh thing, ain't it? <laughs> I mean, I don't mean to, uh, to act like this isn't, that isn't news that you're saying that uh, despite some some buzz recently that it seems to Tennessee is picking up some steam in, in this uh, recruitment. Obviously, there's a ton of interest both ways between Kentucky and Blackshear if he's making a visit at this point. Uh, it's going to be, if not his last visit, his second-to-last visit. He still might run down and see his Virginia Tech coach, Buzz Williams. Um, but uh, I I think that this is this is obviously good news for Kentucky. He's currently on campus. Maybe he's listening to this right now. Now, wouldn't that be a trip? Kerry Blackshear Jr. came to Kentucky and was like, man, let's get some local flavor. So he gets on his podcast player of choice, searches Kentucky, um, and finds a locked on Kentucky, and then boom, hits play, and I'm talking about him. Hey, Kerry, what's up, man? Um, listen, I, I don't know where he's going to end up. I it seems like I w- it was incorrect. My initial prediction was that he was going to go to Florida, and the the Florida buzz has faded. Uh, the Tennessee buzz, as I mentioned, has picked up a ton, which is interesting to me. And all this is social media, so we don't know a ton of stuff. And and often and all, oftentimes we talk about this. Well, sometimes when there's a lack of a lack of information, things kind of just get repeated, and then those things get repeated, and and then we're in a situation where, you know, we're we're more listening to ourselves talk, in podcasts and tweets, than actually anything coming from the player. Uh, wherever he goes, we've talked about this a ton. Wherever he goes, he will be the most productive player with the most experience coming back. He will have proven the most on a college floor 
for whichever team he picks. Um, if he comes to Kentucky, obviously it would just be huge for them. I think everyone is pretty much of the same thought process that if he picks Kentucky, Kentucky will be the consensus number one team in the country. They will really have no holes. Like They will have every position covered uh, with a ton of talent, and then they will also have experience at almost every position. So they will have basically all the boxes checked. So we'll continue to wait. Anytime we hear anything about Blackshear, uh, we'll let you guys know. And, Carrie, if you're uh, listening to this as you're walking around the campus right now, maybe Coach Justice is giving you a tour of the campus. He's like, hey, over there is the the Whitehall classroom building, da-da-da-da-da, and you got just in your earplug. Just, just tell, tell Coach Justice what's up. Um, and tell uh, and please rate and review, man. Please subscribe. If you pick Kentucky, you definitely got to be subscribed so you get all the information about UK athletics. The other piece of, uh, it's not really recruiting news, but it's kind of something we've been talking about a little bit. Um, Johnny Juzang, a.k.a. Kyle Tucker's favorite basketball player in the history of the universe, is now on campus. He came to campus over the weekend, was brought by his parents, his dad, Sent out a little, uh, or sent out a picture of the fam and John Calipari, and it, it's a little. It was got me a little bit tongue tied there. I don't know if you heard me pause because his father's name is Maxi Juzang, and I was thinking of Tyrese Maxi, and I almost combined like three people's name into one name, like Tyrese Maxi Juzang, um, but no, Maxi Juzang is Johnny Juzang's father, and Tyrese Maxi is of course the freshman guard. So that uh, we just we just laid out what you guys know about Kerry Blackshear Jr. Obviously, that's somebody that Kentucky would still love to have. But with Johnny Juzang on campus, that means all the people, all the guys that have been signed, are on campus and they're ready to roll and they're playing. Um, they're participating in the camps that are going around. They're building the chemistry. That's a huge deal. We talk about it every off season. Um, you can point to different times when when that kind of that kind of chemistry gets built, and then you see it a little bit earlier. Sometimes it, it, guys have gotten there later in the year, and the chemistry hasn't been been as quick to snap into place. And so that that's something that Kentucky will now have uh, going for it this year. The other some like some other little recruiting nuggets that I found from across the internet um, that are interesting. Buddy Ben Roberts had a nice write up. On Dawson Garcia, who's a four-star big man, power forward, center, 6'10", a kid that can shoot it out of Minnesota. Um, Kyle, obviously, is not on this podcast. That would be pretty weird if he was on this podcast and he just hasn't spoken up at this point. (laughs) He is, of course, if you saw his his Twitter, he's out taking care of a sick wife up in um, Cleveland. Got a positive text update from him today, so the Tucker family is doing pretty well and healing up from everything that was going on there. But Kyle had talked about in his after-the-season review, I always forget what he calls his his stories, but when he was talking to Reed Travis, his dad, uh, Travis's father was discussing how he was talking to fellow Minnesota high prospects, and Dawson Garcia was one of them. Um, of course, he's a 2020 dude, um, so you won't see him until after next season, if wherever he plays college basketball. But he's a he's a guy that just won a gold medal. He was in the FIBA U eighteen three on three championships. 
Uh, ben Roberts was one who talked to him at the top 100 camp, as I mentioned. Obviously, he said a ton of good things to say about Kentucky. Pretty much um, the standard, they get dudes to the league, and, and Kentucky has talked to him about how UK isn't for everybody. John Calipari's classic line. The also thing that uh, in the story that Ben had written up, he talked to a couple of the recruiting experts and something to keep in mind in 2020 is the big men are, it's not a deep class big men wise. And he is somebody who you, you probably could really use. Plus he's a lefty. And as I mentioned, he's, he's a shooter. So when you combine all those things together and being 6'10", somebody that you obviously would want on your team uh, if you can find a spot for him. Uh, right now, he's got a ton of offers from Minnesota, Marquette, Wisconsin, uh, Arizona, Indiana, Baylor, Texas, a ton of others. Um, but uh, Ben said that he mentioned Kentucky, Duke, North Carolina, and Gonzaga as some teams that haven't offered him but have been in contact and said they're going to watch him closely for the rest of the summer. Uh, we talked a ton about how the recruiting cycle has changed a little bit. And so they haven't been able to see these guys as much as they probably had in seasons past. And so maybe this will be a situation where he'll get an offer next time that all the staff will be able to check him out. So that's a name to keep an eye on. And it will be a dividend paid from uh, getting Reed Travis. It's like a bonus dividend because just having Reed Travis on your team obviously uh, worked out (laughs) in itself. He was a very productive player for UK. Coming up next, let's jump into some... Bowl game talk, or lack thereof. But first, I do need to tell you guys about Twillery. That's T-W-I-L-L-O-R-Y, T-W-I-L-L-O-R-Y.com. And go to Twillery.com slash locked on, and then use the promo code locked on to get $25 off. Shirts shouldn't wrinkle, itch, or sweat. It's 2019, guys. Twillery offers non-iron, untuckable, and performance dress shirts for as low as $55 each when you bundle for or more. With free shipping and returns, try on some Twills risk-free. After all, feeling is believing. Smart casual just got smarter and cheaper. Twillery brings performance work shirts to the next level with four-way stretch material that shuts down wrinkles, stops sweat, and keeps you looking and feeling cool. For as low as $55 a pop, and free shipping in return, it's top value in smart workwear. Grab them at twillery.com slash locked on and use that promo code locked on for $25 off your order. This is Locked On Kentucky, your team every day. Time to talk some football. There's been some um, recruiting news football-wise. Uh, the one that uh, we haven't mentioned on here, I don't believe, but it's something that I think a lot of people saw coming down the pike is it coming down the pipe or pike i'm not sure either way i think technically like both of those phrases could work but justin rogers kentucky's top commit kentucky football's top commit did took a visit he said he tweeted out that he was going to take a visit and we talked about this but he took that visit to alabama he's did some pictures with the uniform on and took some pictures. I believe he had one with Nick Saban. He actually had one with Butch Jones as well. Um, so, you know, this is what happens when you get a five-star dude to commit to your program. Other other teams in the biggest fish in the uh, whole ocean, a.k.a. Alabama, that fish is so big it's almost an elephant, or will ride the tide 
All right, that's enough puns. Uh, and try to, you know, steal him away from you. There's also rumors that he may take a visit to Michigan, and that's the, obviously the home state school, so that's a situation where you, you can never count those guys out. But there's not been any any official word that he's decommitted from Kentucky. So no need to completely freak out, but it's not ideal when you see your top commit taking other visits. Uh, on the flip side of that, uh, <laughs> this was an interesting note from today as we're recording on Monday. Dericky Wright, who is a top 25 outside linebacker who was committed to Alabama, actually took a visit to Kentucky. So, you know, <laughs> kind of flipped on its head here. He tweeted out, First thing, I would like to thank my Father God for blessing me with the ability I have. I would also like to thank the University of Alabama and Coach Saban for blessing me with the opportunity to allow me to play football at their school. With that being said, I announced that I am decommitting from Alabama. So could Kentucky somehow be stealing a Bama recruit? Kind of crazy parallel universe are we living in? I don't know, um, but that's <laughs> seems like they might. There might be some prospect swapping <laughs> potentially between Kentucky uh, football and Alabama football. Speaking of SEC football overall, the what I have often heard be called the Bible of college football, Phil Steele's preseason magazine, are coming to bookshelves or online downloads near you. And one of the things that he obviously does in this book is does some predictions for the upcoming season, including bowl games. And we will read you, I'll read you real quick, uh, who he has in the SEC making some bowl games. We'll start with like the most prestigious. Uh, in the national championship game, he has Alabama and Clemson. Did he just copy and paste this from last season? No, because I'll tell you why in a minute. Um, and then in the semifinals, he has Georgia as well in there. So obviously Alabama's in the other semifinal. Independence Bowl, he's got South Carolina. Texas Bowl, he's got Tennessee. Music City Bowl, he's got the Mizzou Tigers. Belk Bowl, A&M. Sugar Bowl, LSU Tigers. Gator Bowl, Mississippi State. Outback Bowl, Auburn. And the Liberty Bowl, the Florida Gators. Yes, yeah, that's the complete list. Yeah, there is um, somebody missing. <laughs> That'd be Kentucky football. Um, Kentucky football did not make it. Um, now, the also the other kind of misstep by Mister Steele and his and his editor here is that he put Missouri, who is not bowl eligible, into a bowl. So that's kind of odd. Also, he left out any SEC participant in the Citrus Bowl. Well, which usually has a top SEC team, so I I'm not sure. Like there's some m missteps there. It is just kind of surprising that all the success that Kentucky has had, that they wouldn't anticipate Kentucky winning six games this year. I think that six games, based well, almost largely on the fact just just the way the schedule breaks this year are is pretty close to a guarantee for Kentucky football. I don't know if it's an oversight. I don't have the access to the full things and I think that there are in season like full game predictions in this magazine. I'm not sure if there are or not. 
I would be interested to see who he has Kentucky losing to, which seven teams, I guess. They'd have to lose seven times. I don't think there's any way that an SEC school is bowl eligible and doesn't make a bowl game with as many as there are currently. But if you are a Kentucky football fan, you can spin this into a positive because there was last season, I think, was it Benny Snell that lit, lit something on fire from USA Today? Um, obviously, Lynn Bowden, he loves the hate. He tweets about all the, the disrespect and quote tweets a lot of things all the time. Cash Daniel, I know, gets tagged in it. I've seen him retweet some stuff as well. Uh, this is going to probably bring some fuel to those guys' fire. And they will be even maybe a little bit more motivated during the offseason. I often talk about, I've talked about this before on a couple of different platforms. Um, in my estimation, and this, I mean, it's just some pseudo-psychology on my part. I think the quote-unquote disrespect card gets overplayed in some instances in season because, you know, if, if someone quote-unquote disrespects you the week leading up to a game, I guess you could put in a couple more hours work maybe. Um, but where disrespect in my mind can pay the most uh, dividends, uh, this is the second time I've used the word dividends in this podcast, I swear this isn't a financial one, um, where it can pay off the most is during the offseason when like these things can be posted in weight rooms um, and you can really kind of make a full full push and put in like if you if somebody needs a little bit more push uh, to do another set, to watch some more tape, whatever, during the long time when you're leading up to the year and get all that preparation in, this can maybe help. Uh, UK football also uh, just put out a video today about the the freshmen um, moving in. So those guys are now on campus. Just, you know, as we were talking in the first segment with Johnny Juzang, a lot of those guys are in the same boat. So now they're going to start their schooling and start training. Um, it was funny. <laughs> um, John Schlarman was talking to one of the guys and he's like, all right, we got y'all moved in. Have have a nice, uh, relaxing weekend. And then Monday, um, we're going to start, and you won't have any more free time. <laughs> and that's the, that's the life of a college football player. Uh, you talk to several of them, and, you know, their life's very regimented. Um, and so if, if you can use this disrespect, because, like, I think that, that to a certain extent, that is an overused word in the sports culture. Uh, but saying that you won't make a bowl game which is kind of like the lowest line of successful season you can have as a college football team in most instances is a little is disrespectful in my mind, in my eyes. And Kentucky football can use it. Coming up next, we uh, got to talk some NBA basketball. Interesting draft news for the three UK guys that put their name into the NBA draft early. And I'm going to talk about this AD trade just a little bit and another UK player who is going to have some impact um, on that as well. I do want to let you guys know that today's show is brought to you in part by Hotels.com. Don't hate like your friend's trip. Book your own with Hotels.com and get rewarded basically everywhere. Hotels.com. Be there. Do that. Get rewarded. You are Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky Wildcats podcast. You probably heard almost everybody talk about this AD trade by now. Anthony Davis goes to the Lakers, obviously. I'll real quick just set it up one more time um, because I feel like some of this has kind of been reported in drips and drabs, and I think this is this is the most up-to-date thing that I've found. And so hope 
Actually, this is from NBA.com, so this should be correct, I hope, um, even though it's kind of a weird thing because NBA.com, this isn't official news. This is <laughs> this is NBA.com reporting on the reports that other NBA reporters have done, a la Woj and those other dudes. So anyway, um, so the Pelicans are going to get Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, Josh Hart, and they will get this year's number four overall pick, a top eight protected pick in 2021, which becomes unprotected in 2022 if it does not convey, the right to swap first-round picks with the Lakers in 2023, and an unprotected 2024 first-round pick that New Orleans can defer to 2025. The deal won't officially be complete until July 6th at the earliest due to salary count reasons. Uh, that's according to Woj, as I mentioned. Um, so... There we go. Um, the other caveat in this deal is the fact that the if the Lakers can make can wait until July 30th to complete the deal, they could reportedly clear enough cap space to sign a max level free agent. And so, lots going on. Big NBA news. Everybody's been talking about it everywhere, including um, basically every talking head on every sports platform. Uh, I, I'll just I'll keep my thoughts kind of simple. It's what AD wanted, and he got it. There was some criticism, I think deservedly so, towards Rich Paul, who works for Clutch um, Sports, is friends with LeBron James. That's their most famous client. Now Anthony Davis is their second most famous client. It's a situation where there was, I saw a tweet that said, basically every, anyone who criticized Rich Paul, uh, you can eat crow now because he got what his client wanted. I, I think that that... To a certain extent, it's true, but lacks a little bit of nuance. And the fact that Anthony Davis had a sterling reputation, was one of the most well-liked people in the NBA, and the fact that the trade demands became so public hurt him. There may have been a slightly more tactful way to do this. Maybe there wasn't. Maybe going public and just laying it all on the table was how this deal got done. I guess we'll never truly know. But I feel like people maybe are being a little bit too critical on each side. The trade excel itself, uh, I think, is probably really good for both teams. Anthony Davis is now going to be a star of stars in L.A. The Pelicans will have a ton of young assets to pair with their potential superstar draft pick, Zion Williamson. The one thing that I... Well, there's two things, actually. Two things I am most interested in. They have nothing to do with basketball. Quickly, I will say from an on-court perspective, if LeBron James can stay healthy and become as pretty close to what he had been in the past couple seasons, he and Anthony Davis in pick and roll will be unbelievable to watch. Now, on to the important things off the court. One, what number will Anthony Davis wear? He's been number 23 for a long time, obviously. You ain't getting that number. That's LeBron's number. Will he? I've seen two edits. One was him in 21. One was him in 41. I don't know where those numbers came from. I think one was on LeBron's Instagram, so you'd think that that would have some kind of knowledge of, of what was going on there. Uh, but I think AD had been 23 all the way through his career, so uh, that's going to be kind of fun to see, and we'll all get a new AD jersey. The other thing to keep an eye on this is very important. Does this lock up Anthony Davis to be in Space Jam 2? 
I think we all need that. If there is one player in the NBA that I think needs to be in Space Jam 2, obviously LeBron James is a star, but Anthony Davis needs to be one of the other guys. He's just perfectly made for it. The cartoonish unibrow already going for him. It's, it's a must. It must happen, and I'm super excited to see it. Interesting note for the NBA draft. Jay Michael uh, from the Indy Star had a tweet about Keldon Johnson today. It said, Keldon Johnson is a player the Pacers hoped to interview at pre-draft camp and work out. Neither happened, according to player personnel director Ryan Carr. Um, this is J. Michael speaking. I'm told Johnson, who has gotten high marks from many during this process in my conversations, won't be on the board at 18. Um, Jay continued, when I say high praise, for the last month, Keldon Johnson is the name I've had mentioned most, unprompted, as a steal that he could be late in the lottery or teams. This, um, when you look at the mocks that are now being finalized as the draft is just a few days away, um, is kind of coming to fruition. He's moving up a lot of these mock drafts. Um, the highest one I saw, I believe, was was Sports Illustrated had him going 15th to Detroit. Uh, also, you know, you got ESPN, <laughs> ironically, having him at Indiana. Um, nobody has him going lower than 22nd. And I believe in all these scenarios, let me double check. Yeah, he appears to be the last UK player drafted. Um, so the range is from 15 to 22, um, with most being in the late teens. A couple going to San Antonio, some going to Boston. So it appears that there is a very, very strong possibility that all three of these Kentucky uh, players, P.J. Washington, Tyler Hero, and Kelton Johnson, will go in the top 20. Uh, that's that's kind of a little bit surprising, and all these guys have seemed to have helped their stock in this pre-Jarrett process. Uh, P.J.'s probably said pretty consistent, um, being a late lottery dude. Uh, Hero ha- has ticked up continuously, and now he has solidly appears to be in all the teens and most of the mocks. Uh, I it's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting draft night for these guys. I'm. Uh, it seems like at this point, it could you could just put these guys in a bag and kind of pick an order about who gets take picked first in the UK order, PJ, Tyler, or Keldon. Um, but it'll be an exciting night. Obviously, John Calipari will be there, dapping it up, hugging it out, making his presence be known, talking about how great Kentucky basketball is, and there'll be even more um, UK basketball infomercials. So there you go. Um, all right, we'll wrap this up. Uh, we're going to read some quick comments from the Facebook because, well, twofold. One, this was actually a Facebook and Instagram post because Locked On Kentucky is on IG, boy, IG at Locked On UK, just like on Twitter, at Locked On UK. Find us on IG. Um... Matt Boatman, oh, what did I post on the IG? We've got two big pictures up there. One is Kyle and I recording, and then the other one, um, today I was out and I saw some combos, so I took a picture of them because we were talking about combos the other day on the podcast and posted a picture of it. Matt Boatman, our buddy, said, I haven't eaten combos since like 2003. That's your loss, buddy. 
And then um, Ben commented on the Facebook page, said, actually, I eat them the same way you do, Curtis Birch. And then John also jumped on and said, I do that too sometimes. If you miss the combo talk, the premise is basically this. Uh, I told this to Kyle and he freaked out because he's a neat freak. Uh, it's kind of a germaphobe dude, but this isn't even really that. But anyway, I kind of eat them like a sunflower seed where I bite the pretzel part out of the combo and then I have the little cheese-filled middle by itself. So this is a thing. I don't know if... If you're out there listening and you think I'm crazy, that's cool. Um, thanks for, for listening. But I, I'm how did you guys learn to do this? Now I'm like taking this to the next level. I'm trying to figure it out myself. I don't know why I started doing this. I don't know if it was just like an instinctual thing. Maybe it was just directly after eating some sunflowers or something along those lines. I don't know. But apparently multiple people do that. So it's a thing. And it's interesting to me. Let me know. Hit us up. Why did you start eating combos like sunflower seeds? If you do, if you think this is weird, you can also tell us that. That's cool. Uh, we're all over social. As I just mentioned, we got the IG page popping now at Locked On UK. That's the same handle for Twitter at Locked On UK. You can also find us on Facebook. Just search Locked On Kentucky. We got the group and the page going. Like the page, ask to join the group. We got some conversations on both spots. So uh, check them all out. Thanks again for listening. Uh, you can follow me on social at Curtis Birch, B-U-R-C-H. You can follow Kyle at Kyle Tucker underscore A-T-H. Please rate, please review, please subscribe. Um, and the most important thing you can do is share this podcast with somebody else who would enjoy it. Thanks so much for listening, guys. We'll talk to you soon. You are Locked On Kentucky. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or tell Alexa or Google to play podcasts Locked On don't worry, I won't finish. You get the idea. At lock at Curtis. <clears throat>